Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now... Please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right. On today's episode, we've got an interview with Alex Clancy. He is a radio host from Fox Sports in Phoenix, and he also is the co-host of the Locked on Cardinals podcast. I wanted to bring him on to talk a little bit more about Patrick Peterson and what he could add to the Vikings, as well as maybe find some things out about Larry Fitzgerald's chances to also land in Minnesota. And we talk about the uh, trade that went down on Thursday between the Vikings and the Cardinals when the Vikings acquired offensive lineman Mason Cole from the Cardinals for a sixth round pick. So that's all I have to say about that. So here is my interview with Alex Clancy. All right, joining the show today is Alex Clancy. He is the radio he is a radio host for Fox Sports in Phoenix and he is also the co-host of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Want to bring him on to help us learn a little bit more about Patrick Peterson and what we should expect from him next season. So, welcome to the show, Alex. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Okay. But before we talk about Patrick Peterson, so real quick, there was a trade today between the Vikings and Cardinals. Um the Vikings acquired Mason Cole, an offensive lineman from the from the Cardinals, in exchange for a six-round pick. Um, he played center, I believe, for the Cardinals and started maybe two games at, at left guard uh, for them as well. Uh, what what can you tell me about Cole? Uh, you know, I mentioned he played center, uh, but the thought is the Vikings will try and, and have him compete at one of their guard spots. Uh, do you think he's capable of emerging as maybe a legitimate starter? Or would you think? Do you think he'd be better off more of a reserve role? I mean. You know, he didn't. He was a third round pick, and you didn't really know um, what you were going to get from him as a rookie. AQ Shipley was the center, tore his ACL before the season started, so they kind of threw Mason Cole into the role right away. And I'm always in the camp, and things have obviously shifted uh, over the last couple of years. That it's not bad for rookies to sit, you know, to learn, and you know, it's it's like a salesperson who has, or it's like a sales company hiring somebody who has no sales experience. They always say. You have no bad habits, so we can mold you into what you want. When you get thrown in right away, it's it's hard because if you have to do things you don't necessarily do to kind of make up for your lack of speed at the pro level or whatever strength, then you can just build these bad habits. And he came in one of the worst times in the Arizona Cardinals just history, just just a transformation from a crap box franchise to Bruce Arians years to another crap box mm-hmm. in four or five years to where they are now. 
it wasn't necessarily his fault. You'll probably get a rotational guy who can start. The issue with him last year was he had two false start penalties. And how do you have a false start penalty as a center? Yeah. Like you're the guy that's hiking the ball. <laughs> so that was the big, that was the icing on the cake for yeah. Mason Cole here. And the fact that they trade him, I was kind of surprised. I thought they were going to hang on to him, but they needed as much draft capital as possible. So they got a six rounder out of it. Yeah, I think, well, he frees up like maybe a little more, like two, mil. two million on the cap. Yeah. So right. this year you can always find someone to, to use that on because guys are just, they just want to play next year. So I, yeah, probably use that more than any any other year. So all right, so the deal is done now. Patrick Peterson has put ink to paper, and he's officially signed with the Vikings after I believe ten seasons with the Cardinals. Um, is this something you ever thought would happen, or or did you think Peterson was going to be with the Cardinals for his entire career? Listen, like I'm upset that it's already happened. I wanted <laughs> another month of fodder going up to the draft. Uh, what Bobrock, Bo uh, my co-host, and I mm-hmm. have gone back and forth, and it was kind of we vilified him initially when he asked to be – so when he asked for the trade in 2018, mm-hmm. it just like I equated to uh, a significant other seeing their boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife texting somebody else. Like nothing bad has happened, mm-hmm. but it's opening up the window mm-hmm. to now you have to have that conversation or think about that from time to time. Once mm-hmm. a player says, I want out, you can't really put put the toothpaste back in the tube there. But we've been given to the benefit of the doubt for 2018 because they could have been relegated to the Pac-12 at that point with how bad they were <laughs> in 2018. So you give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and then he gets popped for PEDs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, you got nothing left. Like you have you have no chits left. And um, he played fine towards the tail end of the 2019 season. Uh, and then 2020, he was fine. But the biggest get out of jail free card that Patrick Peterson still has is he hasn't had a backup dancer. He hasn't had a CB two since mm-hmm. 2013 since Antonio Cromartie was there. Oh, like yeah. he hasn't had anybody that he can rely upon to back him up on the outside. And yeah, he's a man guy. He took up how he gave up um, half the field wasn't thrown to because of him for part of it, you know, the whole lockdown corner thing. Mm-hmm. But I still think he has juice left if he's in the right system. And I think he went, to the right system. I just think it's time in Arizona. It was over. It, it, it was just, they weren't going to give him 10 mil or eight mil, whatever upwards of 10. So how big of a loss do you think Peterson is for the Cardinals secondary? We'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't, they're, well, their secondaries, it was the weak link last year with him. So uh, take with it as you wish. They said Malcolm Butler today. We'll see. I don't know if it's six of one, half a dozen, or the oh, other, yeah, that's if right. it's a downgrade or yep. what, but it was time he always had this, in my opinion, he was always in Larry Fitzgerald's shadow, and you could tell that it pissed him off. Oh, no. You could tell because uh, Larry Fitzgerald was getting 11 mil a year every year the last four yeah, years, yeah. and his his production dropped precipitously since 2017. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you know what? You have the key to whatever you want fits, and I just feel like Patrick Peterson, that, that got to him a little bit. Yeah, he got and, the um, Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. kind of got that Kobe treatment, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he didn't necessarily get the two for 48 and a half that Kobe got <laughs> the last two years that they just threw that money away. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it was more jealousy, bruising of the ego, and lack of supreme performance that we had seen from him that was just kind of the elixir for like, I don't know what the secondary is going to look like, but I think ripping the Band-Aid off now was the right decision. Because you're going to have the same conversation next year if you had it this year. Yeah, I mean... Vikings fans are very familiar with someone trying to get traded uh, 
away from their their team by some guy named Stefan Diggs. You know, I, I don't know if you heard how all that went down. That was a, a very very fun experience. Uh, hey, but you know they got Justin Jefferson out of mm-hmm. it, so I can't complain. Um, there's been some rumblings of Peterson playing safety for the Vikings next season. Uh, since they have an opening with Anthony Harris signing with the Eagles. Uh, but Peterson's come out, uh, I think, in his introductory press conference. He's said he's been told he's playing corner for the Vikings. And I know he's mentioned in the past that he'd be willing to consider a move to safety. But was this ever a realistic possibility during his time with the Cardinals? No, not yet, at least. Like, if he was going to be a lifer and they signed him to a three-year 35 with 25 guaranteed or something, probably something that he was looking for, maybe maybe two years from now, but no. I mean, with Buda Baker anchoring, and I mean, you guys having Harrison Smith there, yep. and I know he's not what he once was because he's getting a little bit older, but he's mm-hmm. still top-tier safety in the league. So I don't know why you'd shift Patrick Peterson on a one-year deal there. I mean, if he signed the same kind of deal with Minnesota that I just mentioned, the car- that he probably yep. wanted from the Cardinals, maybe you have the conversation. But you're just trying to get 80% of what Xavier Rhodes was when he was there at his peak. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you just, you're just trying to get a lead in that secondary to to kind of coax the young bloods along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only a one-year deal. So, yeah, like you said, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for him to switch a position in a year where he's trying to probably just boost his stock to get a, a good contract next right. year, like a lot of people are doing this year because of the, the cap situation. Um, so... You know, after his career, starting his career as a multiple-time first-team All-Pro, you know, you mentioned he hasn't really been performing like one of the NFL's top corners during the last two seasons. Um, so when did this decline start to take place? Did, was it 2019 or, you know, before that? And do you think someone like Mike Zimmer can help him get back on track? To answer the last question first, yes. I, I, it's just... Let me give you a little picture of what it's looked like since 2015. So 2015, they make the NFC Championship run. They get yep. punished by Carolina, and Patrick Pearson got abused in that game. Okay, 2016 comes in. They do the all or nothing, the Amazon Amazon Prime special. Their ego, they can't fit their head in the room. This is it. They're Super Bowl contenders. They play the Patriots Monday Night Football mm-hmm. uh, opening night. I think it was the late game even, and they lose to Jimmy Garoppolo when, when Tom Brady was out for a deflate game. That was it. That was a wrap for the season. Bruce Arians even said, we didn't recover. Yeah, you have 16 weeks to come back, and it just never fit. And then 2017 came around. David Johnson breaks his hand week one. Carson Mm -hmm. Palmer goes down in London week eight. That's a wrap. So then Bruce Arians leaves. He retires. You bring in Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb, who had never been a head coach or defensive coordinator. And the Cardinals put up 14.1 points per game on offense, which was less points per game than the 2008 Lions who went 0-16. So the defense, week one, the op- week one of 2018, the defense was on the field, or the offense was on the field for, I believe, five minutes in the first half <laughs> with Sam Bradford. It was it was Adrian Peterson's oh, first week oh, man. as with Washington. It was Alex Smith's first game there, and the offense with Sam Bradford was so bad that it didn't matter how good the defense was. They were on the field for the majority of the game. So that was 2018. That's when he wanted to trade 2019 when things finally, Cliff Kingsbury, breath of fresh air, Kyler Murray, let's get rolling. He popped for PED, so he shoots himself in the foot. And then it takes him after six weeks, six weeks to get acclimated to the game. Last four weeks, he played great, but the season was lost. So how really can you, how can you deem that performance? And then 2020, he was fine, but you know, he's, he's 30. Like he's not what he once was. 
yeah. we got, we've been spoiled here watching Larry Fitzgerald, who's been up until like two years ago. Yeah. He's been 70% of what he's been forever. And then uh, Patrick Peterson just been so up and down. He hasn't had a lot of help, which hasn't helped. But I think with all of that, it's made it easier for the Cardinals to move on. And it's made it easier for other teams to see there's still some juice there and we could use him. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. I mean, it's an organic fit there in, in uh, Minnesota. Yeah. And he's got, he's the, the Patrick Peterson name still has, I think some, for sure. some value to it. I think it probably helps him a little more than, you know, if they just looked at the film from the last two years, they could just look back and be like, Oh, he was, he's a three time all pro. So he, he has it in him. Support for the Viking Age podcast is brought to you today by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology development to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, which is 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave, clean, and dry. So once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Um, You've been mentioning his six-game PED suspension um, I just, I'm just curious if you know um, anything about what he was taking or and is it, it fair to associate his decline in performance with him being caught using PEDs? I know it was illegal. I yeah. do know that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the, the ins and outs of it, but I do know that it doesn't look good when you're on the almost wrong side of 30 mm-hmm. and you get popped for PEDs. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and you look like trash. Isn't his wife a doctor? Of... Sorry, yeah. So, I mean, listen... <laughs> I give everybody again. I'm giving a lot of benefit of the doubt to Patrick Peterson. Maybe he didn't know. Yep. You know, yep. I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's like a Will Fuller situation right. where he pops. I mean, he's the dude just trying to get healthier faster, which is what PEDs do. But I don't. Sometimes basketball, baseball, it doesn't matter. People just take things that they didn't need, didn't know were on the ban list or didn't know they had a specific ingredient in it. That, yeah, like Barry Bonds and Mark pop. McGuire. They didn't know. Oh, they had no idea. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Barry Bonds' head is still growing <laughs> after all those PEDs he took. But yeah, I don't think he's a, but like having said all of that off the field, interview wise, great dude. Like philanthropically, he's great with charities. Like yeah. you're going to feel that right away yeah. when he's there. Yeah. I was going to ask you, you know, aside from his on field abilities, you know, what can he add to the, the Vikings locker room? Uh, leadership. I mean, whether it's kind of in his own way, because listen, CBs are, they're divas just like wide receivers are. Yeah. But I think yeah. growing into it, especially with how young your second, your, your cornerback room is, he will definitely add some leadership, some insight. Um, and I'll tell you what, that offense should be a top three offense or top four mm-hmm. offense in the NFL. So if it clicks and you're, have Kirk Cousins throw the ball more than 12 times a game for half the season, 
maybe, maybe things will change. Um, but what they showed last year offensively, it's got to, it's going to, Justin Jefferson is going to get better. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is going to, he has his glass ceiling that any moment he can shatter and just mm-hmm. throw 40 for 50 for 500 yards and, and just, we're waiting. They run the we're offense. Waiting. Like I, I'm so frustrated with that because I love watching it from afar. But the offense sputtered last year with the Cardinals, and it, it, um, Minnesota has the same issue. But I think he'll be able to lend leadership and just a strong foundational piece at least for a year. Yeah, you didn't even mention Dalvin Cook. And uh, no, I mean I got on my on my dynasty league, baby. I'm I'm all <laughs> in with Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Um, now, I did bring you here to mostly talk about Patrick Peterson, but there is another longtime Cardinals player who Vikings fans are interested in this year. Uh, pretty much every year he's a free agent. Vikings fans are interested in him, and that is Larry Fitzgerald. He is currently 37. He's a free agent once again, and the, but the Cardinals just signed A.J. Green. So it doesn't sound like they're interested in bringing back Fitzgerald for another season. It's It would be weird if they brought back, if they you know paid four receivers to not play special teams. Um, so he can either retire or see if there's another team who's willing to let him play another season. I've seen the Bucks because of the Bruce Arians connection and, and a bunch of other things, but, um, just in general, what are your thoughts on what Fitzgerald will be doing in 2021? Do you think he'll still be playing? Yeah, I, uh, it's such a weird year. <laughs> like if this, so I'll qualify by saying if it was 2021 or 2022, when the salary cap balloons, yeah. he would, he loves money. Larry Fitzgerald loves money, yeah. and and he'll take like if the Cardinals would have offered him eleven million dollars again, he would play for the Cardinals again. Yeah, um, TV is starting to infuse into his life where he could be a color. I think color analyst. I think he'd be better in studio than on game day. He's just he's more of a, a slow talk. He's like an ESPN every, sort of. He's thing. He's incredible. By the way, every interview, anything you've heard about Larry Fitzgerald is true. Yeah, like he is. Looks you in the eye, says your name, whether it be a press conference, they lose by 50. They win at one of his charity events where I, I would do radio shows outside of like, he's the real deal. Um, I don't think he's going to go to the Bucks. Mike Florio put that out today, which was interesting on Pro oh, Football yeah, Talk. Did, yeah, I think, I think I saw it, yeah. But I think he's got juice left. And there was a touchdown catch last year uh, against Philly in one of the, the third to last game of the season, I think, for the Cardinals, where he made this ridiculous catch in the back of the end zone. It's like, it's almost like you're wasting his hand still if you don't re-sign him. He's still top five hands in the league. I don't care. This isn't a homer take. I wasn't a Cardinals fan. I cover the Cardinals, but I didn't grow up a Cardinals fan. Like yeah. I, What he does with his hands is magical. Yeah. And I truly think that if he, were to have gone, if he were to go to Tampa Bay this year, they wouldn't re-sign Antonio Brown, and he would have 70 catches for 800 yards and five touchdowns. Like yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a machine in the slot, but... Uh, Cliff Kingsbury just doesn't know how to run an offense. And Kyler Murray doesn't like throwing in the ball. Tom Brady would feed the rock to Larry oh, Fitzgerald. Yeah. Now, with Minnesota, there's that. With, with the offensive scheme that they have in place, yeah. I don't think that would lend too, um, too nicely to Larry Fitzgerald catching 20 balls. I mean, you, I mean, you have trouble. Justin Jefferson jumping up and down, throwing a tantrum in the end zone <laughs> when Kirk Cousins doesn't throw him the ball already. What? I didn't I hear about that. this. I saw that. Okay. <laughs> I saw because I was watching the damn red zone. I was playing against Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I rem- but and it's Dalvin Cook first, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook second, mm-hmm. and then everybody else third and fourth. So Larry, it, it would be a great story. Him and Patrick Peterson aren't like best friends. Like they're not bosom buddies. I'm they're okay. friends. Okay. They don't dislike each other, but it's not like that. I mean, it's not yeah. Gronk and Brady. 
Yeah. Where he'd be like, oh, you know what? I get to go home and I get to play with Patrick. It's not like that. Yeah. Uh, I would love for him to come back. I don't know. He loves money. So one year, three mil is kind of out the door. And the question is, do you want to disrespect him by offering him something less than you offered AJ Green? Yeah. I mean, they just signed AJ Green, who hasn't been playing that well last couple Five years. years younger. Um, he is younger, but do you think Fitzgerald right now would be a better option than AJ Green? No, I no. don't. Okay. Uh, because AJ Green can play outside like uh, Larry Fitzgerald can't. Yeah, he's got speed. Yeah, and he, I mean he—you don't want Larry, even though Larry Fitzgerald will. You don't want him running across the middle like AJ Green is used to get lit up on yeah. slants. I don't know how he has his head still, and <laughs> how many slants he's running, how how um, in that division too. How, yeah, right, and how many big hits he's taking. Right, AFC North. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Fitz because nor- he takes some time all the time to decide, but. You look at that roster, it's like, how do you not come back? <laughs> it's like, I, I've equated it to, it's like you've eaten vegetables for 17 years with mm-hmm. bad teams and bad quarterbacks, and now you're offered birthday cake and you turn it down. It's like, why would you walk away now? And I, if you were to put a gun to my head, I'd say you'd come back and they'd figure it out. And yeah. they would just eat it with void years, with dummy years on the back end. They'll, that'll be the last thank you, Larry Fitzgerald. I still think that he could be a 50 for 500 and five touchdown guy if they utilize him correctly. If the Cardinals don't want him back, but he still wants to play, where, where do you think he'll, he would go? The Bucks, which is pretty maybe, much? Maybe, but he's been hell-bent. He's the always Seahawks. said, he's always said, it's Cardinals or nothing. Yeah. Always. And there are very few people that do that. I mean, but it does. He's always said that when free agency wasn't really a thing. When you're not seeing 10 or 12 trades before the trade yeah. deadline in the NFL, it's completely fused into the NBA. So uh, he would have an excuse, and everybody would give him a pat on the ass and say, "Go, go get your ring, dude." Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I don't think anyone thought Brady was going to be in a Bucks uniform. Right. Exactly, and so. it, it was weird when he went. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then it was weird when Peyton went. Yeah, yeah. And it was just what Joe is Montana, he doing? all Why? those guys. Yeah, but, Mon- but like with Montana, I mean, they made an AFC Championship game, I think, in Kansas City with him. Yeah, they did, but. Denver, like when he went to Denver, it's like offensive line, they put a gajillion dollars into the defense. And that's what they did in Tampa in Tampa Bay. It's like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, sweet mother. Yeah. All you need is a quarterback there. You win a Super Bowl. And yeah. that bastard did it. I it's <laughs> he's 37. He needs somebody to throw him the ball for him to receive it. He's not a quarterback. Um, I would be surprised if he went anywhere else. And um, I would be very surprised. Yeah, so he would probably he probably wants from from hearing what you're saying at least a number two role, not probably not a number three. I think the money's more important than what than what he does because once he's once he uh-huh. uh, once he suits up, he's going to be wide receiver four. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what we we talked about the show or yesterday. It's is Christian Kirk or Larry Fitzgerald more valuable to the team? I would still say Larry Fitzgerald is more valuable. So he could be wide receiver three depending on what they do in the draft. He can play the hybrid tight end role like a yeah. Jimmy like a Jimmy Graham role not obviously body type or speed or mm-hmm. anything but if he's not as much of a blocking tight end because they have two of those mm-hmm. um he can still run those inside routes from the slot and he's a can, incredible red zone threat but again they're not going to give like you pay him seven million dollars to yield not as many targets he's not going to work for his targets for three million dollars right because Larry Fitzgerald has been an incredible team player but he's always been the guy. He's yeah. always been 
the, the bell of the ball, regardless of how bad they are. It's like, well, Larry Fitzgerald's there, and they paid him handsomely for it, but he's always gotten all the targets. It's easier to stay in the place when you get the lion's share, and it may be a little different now. Well, the Vikings spend all their money on Patrick Peterson, so I don't think they have anything left to give to Fitzgerald if he if that's, that's probably what's going to convince him to, to come back home. Um, so I'll get you out of here with this question. You mentioned this guy before, but how bad of a decision was it for the Cardinals to sign Sam Bradford in 2018? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I put on Twitter, I put on uh, Facebook. Um, this was before, so I was I was doing the podcast by myself. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten off the 2017 season where it was a travesty with David Johnson going down week one. It's mm-hmm. so like the content trying to be positive. And I put on Facebook when Facebook was still a thing. Uh, if the Cardinals signed Sam Bradford or Mike Glennon, I quit. And a week later, they had them both. <laughs> <laughs> so they signed them both and then draft Josh Rosen. And people think that Josh Rosen was the reason why they're like, well, they drafted Josh Rosen, but they got Kyler Murray. Yeah. The Cardinals would have got the number one overall pick if they had Sam Bradford play for 16 games. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was – you saw – you know, like – oh, man, I don't know. When you're – making fun wagers with your friends, let's say, and you yeah. take the over in a game and, or say you take the under total in a game and half the unders hit in the first half or in the first quarter, you're like, well, let's just, that was yeah. wrong. That was a wrong decision. <laughs> you knew week one, it was a wrong decision to sign Sam Bradford yeah. immediately, immediately. And Mike McCoy was supposed to be this guru coming out like with Denver, with Peyton mm-hmm. and Tim Tebow and his head coaching didn't go so well in San Diego, but he thought maybe this could work. No, it was a it was not a good decision. And yeah, you I know think, very well what yes, Sam Bradford does. I, I was gonna say I think Vikings fans could have helped uh helped the Cardinals front office uh maybe see that coming because in twenty what, twenty seventeen that was he started off the year. He was a starter for the Vikings. Um Is that when they then, started five and oh? Um that was the year before, that was twenty sixteen. Okay. Um but twenty seventeen was the, the Minneapolis Miracle year, that was Case Keenum. Right. Um, so Bradford, he was actually the starter the first game. Then after the first game, his knees started falling apart and, uh, he tried to come back like a couple weeks later on Monday night and he was like just sacking himself because his knees were just falling apart. And, um, uh, then he ended up in Arizona and I'm like, how does this guy like just keep, st- I feel like he's just stealing money like every year and, and people are like in here, they're like, Oh, he could have been so good if he was healthy. And I'm like, yeah, but that's part of being good. You got to be healthy to be good. That's part, being, <laughs> that's part of being, that's part of being a Patrick Peterson. He's, he's missed like the only games he missed was the PED suspension. That's, yeah. that's part of why he's been able to be so good. You know, durability is a, is a factor in football. I, I just um, don't understand yeah. how you can, you can't get a Jersey that fits you. If you're Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford. <laughs> or just tuck them up, bro. Tuck well, up. Was, was it less smaller shoulder pads or smaller Jersey? Let's tighten this up a little bit. You don't need to go Johnny Manziel small, <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't need the, you know, I don't need the, uh, the yeah, sleeves. I don't, yeah. The sleeves. Yeah. Well, I think it's Le- the Levitard show or whatever it does. It looks like game. And they said like yeah. Sam Bradford looks like he's dressed up as Sam Bradford for, for <laughs> Halloween. Um, so that's always one of my favorites. Um, but that's going to do it for today. So thanks for joining, Alex. Where can people find you on Twitter? Find me at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Um, at Locked On AZ Cards is the podcast, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, we do it daily and stream it live. If you want any sort of, uh, if you want to see where your sixth round pick went, if you want to see anything <laughs> about Mason Cole, we'll be talking about that a little bit more. Um, and yeah. Or if you want to, you know, 
get the inside scoop on Larry Fitzgerald. No, yeah, sure that's is. true. And enjoy Patrick Peterson as well. You'll it's it's going to be a boost. You're going to be like just like AJ Green signing here. It's like oh man, there's a star in the room now. We don't oh, know exactly what he's going to bring, but it's there's a star in the room now. And it's you'll, March. You'll get that with him. It's March. There's lot, lots of lots of fun happens in March. Lots of expectations get built, and then they quickly deflate <laughs> after a couple of weeks. So you know, hopefully, it works out for for both teams. But that's going to do it for us today. Make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter at the Viking Age and uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Viking Age. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.